George McReynolds of McReynolds Wealth Management, registered principal. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member, FINRA SIPC. Investment advisor representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and McReynolds Wealth Management are not affiliated. Advanced level tax planning, income, tax preparation, life coaching, and time management consulting services, and fixed insurance products and services are separate and unrelated to Cambridge. Cambridge does not offer tax advice. As a CFP and RFC, George McReynolds' mission is to help people create compelling dreams for their future, the plans to attain them, and the time to enjoy them. This is the Prosper Podcast. Hey gang, welcome into the Prosper Podcast with George McReynolds, Wealth Manager and Chief Tax Strategist at McReynolds Wealth Management, serving you in the southeastern PA area from his office in Lansdale. As always, we appreciate your time here on the podcast while we talk about investing, finance, and retirement with George. Make sure you go to prosperpodcast.com and check that out while you're there. And whatever platform it is you're on, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, whether it's Apple or Google or whatnot, and uh, that would be very cool. You'll get uh, updates on new podcasts as well as be able to check out uh, prior ones. You can also go to George's website for uh, for financial services, and that's at mcwealth.com. Again, that is mcwealth.com, either one. And if you have questions or you hear something useful on the show, something that kind of piques your interest, a nugget of information you want to learn more about, or you know something you need some help with, give George a call at 215-699-1050. 215-699-1050. George, buddy, what's going on? How are you? I'm doing fantastic, but I think things are going to get even better soon. How are you, Mark? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. I like the positive attitude. Things are going to get better soon. That's always good to hear. Well, right now, according to what's going on in the news and so on and so forth, a recession's coming and all that kind of inverted yield curve, and they don't seem too optimistic that good things are coming soon, but that's kind of the news's job. They always seem to be kind of downers, don't they? Yeah, if you look far enough into the future, you're going to see several recessions. It's just a matter of what do we do today because we can't do anything in the future until it becomes a present. So the yield curve recently inverted. That's predicted eight of the last six recessions. Right. I I was listening to somebody that said it was interesting. You know, it's like it's like seeing really dark cloud in the sky. Um, You know, if it rains, you go, well, I saw a really dark cloud in the sky, but every dark cloud in the sky doesn't rain. So it's the same kind of thing with the inverted yield curve. If you look at a recession, there was an inverted yield curve before it. But not every inverted yield curve turns into a recession. So, yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, there's lots lots of factors. That's just one. And this market and this economy is just one of the strangest ones maybe ever. <laughs> because every time you think it's going one direction, it's, it changes a little bit. So we'll see. But let's, let's keep it in the news for a minute. I, I had to ask you about this, George, because I know that you're a fan of keeping up with technology and a lot of different things. And I don't know if you've heard this or not, but Uber Eats is running a test program. First of all, I'm in the country. I didn't even realize that there was an Uber Eats, but I guess I'm, not, I'm too far away from a city. Mm-hmm. But uh, Uber Eats is running a test program in San Diego where they're going to fly food to customers with drones. Is this exciting, terrifying? Are we getting crazy with the drone thing? What do you think? Uh, I think it's going to get crazy. It's it's interesting <laughs> to see it. Uh, I wonder if how the air traffic control is going to work <laughs> right? with that. In San Diego, and, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, in San Diego. And uh, the whole idea of autonomous uh, transportation is going to be very disruptive. So whether it's autonomous cars or taxis or whether it's uh, deliveries from Amazon or Uber 
or Uber Eats. Uh, it's going to be very disruptive to society. It's going to put a lot of people out of work and it's going to require a lot of retraining of people. I, I recently, when I was in Vegas, uh, I was talking to a Uber driver and he was formerly a taxi driver making a lot of money. And now he's busting his, his back doing three jobs, trying to make the same kind of an income because the taxi business just folded huh. because of Uber. Right. Uh, once we see the uh, the commercial trucks get uh, become autonomous, you know what that does to the Teamsters. That doesn't just affect the roads and, and the mechanics and the insurance. Uh, it'll affect a lot of the construction because the things like the Teamsters Union uh, Pension Fund they make uh, money available for a lot of construction projects. And what it'll do to, to politics is going to be very very interesting. But uh, yeah. I can promise you it'll be disruptive. But uh, if it'll get my uh, my pizza to me a little faster. Uh, <laughs> I'll give it a try. Well, I seem to th- I think that's really what our problem is as Americans sometimes is uh, we get excited about this technology and we also think, well, this is going to cause problems and I'm not very interested. But if a random burrito falls in my lap, then I'm going to be happy about it. <laughs> so I feel like Wally, the movie from uh, Disney, was uh, highly predictive of possible future. Maybe I'll be gone by the time it gets here. But uh, yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen Wally, but everybody everybody will just be floating around in chairs and robots will do everything. Yes. <laughs> so I don't know. And Maybe. We'll, we'll eat the pizza. <laughs> and we'll eat the pizza. Exactly. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. So something interesting. So if you're out there in the San Diego area and you happen to uh, get our podcast, well, look out for flying drones with food on them. All right. Let's uh, let's get into our topic this week. Third and fourth quarter plannings. Might sound a little early because it's August at the time of this podcast session, George. But, you know, I don't think it's too early to start talking about the third and fourth quarter planning, kind of a to-do list things or a checklist, if you will, just to kind of make sure you are thinking about about the upcoming things that you want to tackle in the third and fourth quarter. It's a good idea to be uh, proactive. So let's talk about a couple. Evaluate the IRA and or the Roth contribution options. You should start looking at that in the third quarter, yes? Absolutely. Some people plan, they set their goals and kind of review everything toward the end of the year to get ready for the first of the year. But many people are still in that academic cycle. And uh, August is the time where they set goals, they organize, they plan for the new academic year, even when they're long out of school. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Very true. So that's something we can take a look at. Opportunities for charitable donations to increase the tax deductions later in the year, especially with the new tax program. Yes. It's it's a great time. You really should figure out where you are tax wise. And and we do this routinely with our clients in October and November to make sure their withholdings up to date, but also it could be a good time to make charitable contributions, especially of appreciated property, or sometimes you need to look at it and, and possibly delay things until January, whether it's additional deductions or Roth and regular IRA contributions. But but knowing where you stand at this point in the tax year is very, very important. Yeah. And uh, and it's a good idea to get ahead on some of those things, especially if you're going to want to use those with all those, uh, of course, working with your CPA with all the different uh, things that are different in the tax code now. What about offsetting our gains with losses in the investments, George? That gets a little confusing for people. Right. For some people, they can only do it a few times a year. Uh, basically, if you have, let's say you have Coke in your portfolio okay. and it's down temporarily, you have something else that's a gain in your portfolio. So what you do is you sell your Coke, that offsets your gain, and then you buy Pepsi. So you're still in that same sector. It's just matching gains and losses. Now, there are some investments in the, where they actually will do that on a daily basis. And again, it's selling something that's going down temporarily and then replacing it with something similar. If you replace it with the exact same thing, you don't get to take the loss because it's considered a wash uh, a wash loss rule and uh, and it doesn't help so you have to buy 
something similar, but not the same thing. Okay. All right. So that's offsetting our gains and our losses. So we're talking about some third and fourth quarter planning items to put down, jot down on a to-do list, if you will. Get updated estimates on the retirement income streams, those streams of money coming in, pension, social security, so on and so forth. How do we go about doing that? Well, uh, Social Security has started mailing out uh, Social Security estimates a couple months before your birthday. But if you go to ssa.gov, you can establish an account and look up that information online. You can see what you would get for retirement at full retirement age at earlier or if you delay till 70, as well as what the survivor and disability payments would be. It's a really important part of almost everyone's uh, financial plan and retirement plan. And then the same thing with pensions, especially if your pension offers a lump sum option, the lump sum changes with interest rates. When interest rates go up, that lump sum goes down. When interest rates go down, that lump sum goes up. So this could be an important topic for someone that's thinking of retiring in the next year or two. And for some people, that especially at Merkin Company, the union employees, their interest rate gets set at the end of November. So they have an opportunity to retire in December or wait till January. They get a free peek at what that number is. And I'm sure it's the same kind of thing that happens at other companies. Right. Check how the current fluctuation in interest rates has affected your pension. And then is it is it a good time to retire? or do you want to wait another year? Okay. All right. So a lot of good items here on this checklist. Create a plan and schedule to be, uh, you know, to get some of that debt down if you don't already have one. Uh, It's a good time to reevaluate that. Hopefully a lot of folks do have uh, some sort of plan where they're chipping away at their debt. Not to say that you're, you know, trying to get everything paid off in one year, obviously, but hopefully that you're reevaluating that every third and fourth quarter that you're on track for removing debt the closer you get to retirement. Absolutely. And uh, one of the best way, in fact, the only good way is what I call the snowball method. And if you Google snowball method, you can find several worksheets. What the snowball method does, it satisfies the psychology as well as the economics of getting out of debt. So you start real small and you just pay what you're paying now. But you then, once you pay off your smallest balance, whatever you were paying on that goes to the next smallest balance and then the next smallest balance. So you get to see some progress right away. Imagine if you were on a diet and uh, it took like six months before you found out that you lost 10 pounds. Uh, you'd be discouraged <laughs> long before that. The same the same thing happens with that. Snowball method is hands down the best way to do it. There's a few others that you'll find if you research called the avalanche method. And uh, a lot of people that really don't know what they talk about, they try to get you to pay off the biggest interest rate first. In theory, that's a great idea. It never works out, though. Can't keep up with that when you're seeing month after month after month, you still have the same number of debts and the same payments going out. Yeah, that's true. That's a very good point. I was just kind of thinking that same thing myself as you were talking about that. It seems as though if you're trying to go that traditional route, you wind up feeling like you're not really making much headway at all. Um, Okay, final one here on this topic of uh, third and fourth quarter planning to-do list. Rebalance the portfolio to be sure you're diversified. Now, if you're a DIYer, you're you're doing this, but if you're working with an advisor, hopefully they're, they're doing this for you, but it's a good time to bring it up and talk about it. You should be rebalancing your portfolio periodically. A number of studies have found that doing it every quarter is no better than doing it any over seven years. If you do it too frequently, you're having higher costs of doing it. But the one-year mark is about the best time to rebalance your portfolio if you're just trying to keep things even. Now, when's the best time to do that? Certainly any month 
as long as you do it consistently. Now, generally, we set our uh, some of our clients up for automatic rebalancing in May based on the old saying, sell in May and then go away. There's a slight statistical advantage to rebalancing in May, but anything is better than going too far out. You right. want to let your, your winners run for a while, but not indefinitely. So at least rebalance on an annual basis and pick the month to do it whether it's October, November, December, or January, they're better than not doing it at all. But again, slight statistical advantage to doing it in May. All right. Well, George, I know we were talking before we got going. You've got this thing called 21 Statistics. Tell us about that and, and why that might be kind of will correlate well to our topic today. Well, we have a few things. At the uh, end of the year, we send out to our clients a end of year uh, planning checklist. It's a four page discussion guide for them to answer, discuss with a couple, or they're welcome to call us up and, and help us review it. So that'll be coming out in the fourth quarter, sometime in October. But also, the 21 Statistics is a webinar program that we're rolling out. It's a multi part webinar, and it's 21 important numbers that you should know about your finances, things like your adjusted gross income, what's your marginal tax bracket, and uh, we'll show you what they are, why they mean something to you, and where to get them. And then when you have these 21 numbers, you'll have a really good handle on your personal finances. And even if you don't have all the answers, you'll have the best questions on the block. All right. Well, if you're interested in that, you can go check it out at mcwealth.com. That's mcwealth.com. Now, the fourth quarter checklist is not available yet, obviously. It's not the fourth quarter, but you can go get more information again at mcwealth.com. And uh, you can also just call and reach out to George and the team at 215-699-1050. That's 215-699-1050 here at the Prosper Podcast. As always, we appreciate your time listening to the show. Share us with friends, family, whether it's Apple or Google or iHeart or uh, Stitcher or whatever platform of choice. Let them know. Share it on Facebook or Twitter, wherever you like to kind of go and do some things. And we certainly would appreciate it. And you can find them online at prosperpodcast.com. That's the prosperpodcast.com website. Check that out as well. And George, my friend, stay positive and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for your time, Mark. Great talking to you again. Absolutely. As always, we appreciate your time here on the Prosper Podcast. Catch us next time here with George McReynolds of McReynolds Wealth Management. George McReynolds of McReynolds Wealth Management. Registered principal. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member, FINRA-CIPIC. Investment advisor representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and McReynolds Wealth Management are not affiliated. Advanced level tax planning, income, tax preparation, life coaching, and time management consulting services, and fixed insurance products and services are separate and unrelated to Cambridge. Cambridge does not offer tax advice.